You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Take About Podcast. I'm Sydney Lucas. And I'm Eli Tokash. And today we have Celicia Thomas on. And if you don't know Celicia Thomas, she is a Disney princess. She is a pageant queen. She is a Broadway star. She's literally the brightest human that I've ever met. And I'm so thankful to have her on for our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, everyone. Yes. So this is very exciting. And, um, we talk about Disney. She worked at Disney and she worked on Beautiful on Broadway and she's worked it with me and Trevor and she just has a bunch of incredible stories of her journey and how she made it uh, to where she is today. So we hope you enjoy. Salisha Thomas, curtain up. <laughs> Today's guest is someone that I'm incredibly thankful for, as it is the holiday season. Um, and she's literally been one of the largest impacts in my life from like someone that I've worked with. And she has been going from job to job in the last five years because she is so talented. And we can't, we can't wait to share this one with you guys because I know you guys like can't see her because she has like the most contagious smile, but you will hear it through her voice. So everyone, this is Salisha Thomas. <laughs> Eli! <laughs> oh. I love you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I freaking miss you so much. I know, I miss you too. But I'm so happy we're you, doing this right now. You miss me too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I miss you. Um, oh my God, Salisha, there's so many things that we w- want to talk about with you. And I realize that I've never asked you any of these. So I'm so excited. Oh. Hi, Sydney, by the way. Uh, hey, welcome. Hey, hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you, girl. So, Salisha, you got your start working at Disney, and you were performing as Tiana, singing at Disney parks. I mean, like, that that's nuts. Lately, like, we've actually had a few guests that have done the same thing, just, like, with other oh, characters cool. and stuff. And, like, it's been, like, a trend. But we want to hear from you, like, what did you learn from, like, being a princess, first of all? And what is the day in the life of being a princess? Oh my gosh. Well, it was so much fun. It was literally my dream freaking job. I'm like every day in college, I wanted to work at Disneyland and I auditioned for that freaking park so many times. And (laughs) I got cut from Princess Tiana 
seven times. And so for this audition, I was like, I almost didn't even go because I'm like, they know who I am. I know they know who I am because I did work at the park doing something else. And um, oh. it never worked out. And for that one, I, I was the last one seen because I had class that day. So I was late to the audition. Last one seen for the day. By the time they saw me, um, they asked for a four bar cut. Oh my God. Oh, a four bar cut. It was. It started with a thirty two bar cut, <laughs> and then there were so many people that they asked for a four bar cut. So I had a solid four bar cut that I could hold out the notes. You know, like <laughs> being dramatic. I held out, <laughs> and I didn't know the rest of the song. And oh my God. Uh, they cut. They didn't cut me off, and I made up the words to the rest of the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I got a callback, and then um, um, it's from. D- downtown where the folks are broke. Oh. You down to the, the, at the beginning oh when they God. said alarm, and I just held out all those notes, but I didn't actually know the song. <laughs> Work. <laughs> <laughs> I um I got a call back the next day, and then I and then I got the show, and I, it was so much fun. And automatically, I was like, okay, Salisha, just because you're like literally a princess, do not act <laughs> like a princess because nobody has time for that. Um, I can't. You know, I'm like trying to dress myself as much as I can. They're like, girl, bye. Um, <laughs> but honestly, oh gosh, going to work was like, I cannot wait for the next show. Like, just like, oh, waiting. Like, the, we had so many breaks. We had five shows a day and everything else for the eight hours. The show was like 23 minutes. So everything else, we were just like watching football, watching Disney movies, hanging out. And I just yes. couldn't wait. The most valuable lesson I learned from working at Disneyland, I would say, is that by our fifth show, sometimes we would be tired. It's like a long freaking day. And they taught us, they're like, you guys, just so you know, even though it's your fifth show for the day, it might be somebody's first show that they're seeing at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And they might have paid a lot of, they might have been saving for a year or more to bring their family here. And so you guys need to bring the magic as much for the fifth show as you do for the first show. Mm. And I, I've never forgotten that. And that's why on Broadway, I'm like, we only do one a day. Let's freaking do this thing. <laughs> like oh balls God. to the wall, all <laughs> out energy because it's only one a day. Like, let's do this. And obviously you guys both know eight times a week is a lot. Um, it's a lot, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, at least it's what's eight times five. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. So that is my biggest lesson is always keeping every show fresh because you never know who you're influencing or impacting in the audience. Yeah. Especially like in a character like Tiana, like that's, that was really cool. I love that. Uh, So like was five (laughs) the most you would do in a day? Oh no! When I w- worked over at California Adventure, we had eight shows a day. I did. Oh um, my oh. gosh! Yeah, it, I was in a show called Five and Dime. So the amount of shows the normal Broadway actor does in a week, you did in a day. Uh, yeah, and the show in uh, in Five and Dime was a longer show, and I was the only vocalist. So it was no. way more singing. Oh yeah, and more shows. I was like, this is way more work, but like. I'm the star. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and then when you got to Broadway, you're like, man, I'm a pro at this. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's do That's it. That's too good. It's so fun. 
So we got to talk about how you basically you um, are originally from California, but you moved to New York City. Yeah. And you moved to New York City because while you were in New York City, a homeless man told you to move to New York City. And then a literal week later, was it you were cast in the first national tour of Beautiful the Carol King musical? Not far from that. Yeah, Sydney. I was visiting New York and I just like needed a break from Disney. So I went out to New York for, I was like 30 days sleeping on my friend's couch for 30 days. I paid my half of the rent, but I still was there. And Disney didn't know I was out there. And yeah, while I was exploring, like everything was brand new and I was exploring everything. And my goal was every day, just go get lost and then use your Mm. GPS to get home later. I fell in love. Like the first day that I got to New York, it was like Disneyland on crack. It was a whole city of of the same energy that I got from Disney. It's pretty magical. Yeah. It's pretty freaking magical. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for the train. um, And a homeless man sat down next to me. Yeah. And his eyes twinkled. He looked straight into my eyes and I looked straight into his. And he's like, I don't know who you are, but you need to move here and you need to do it now. And I remember my whole body was covered in goosebumps. And I was like, that's really all I needed to hear. I know that the packaging is not what I expected, but, um, I'm going to think about this for the next couple hours. And I did. And that night I put my notice in for Disneyland and it was it was a two weeks notice. I literally booked a round trip ticket to California, back to New York, and I was back in the city two weeks later. Wow. And I'd sold everything except for my car, um, and so my parents just kept my car. Um, but I got rid of my apartment, my boyfriend, all like clothes that didn't fit in two suitcases. And the week I got back to New York, I heard about a show called Beautiful. And I didn't know that they were in the final week of casting. They'd been casting it for months. And my friend wow. Deshaun, who was in Motown at the time, was in final callbacks for Beautiful. And I saw Motown that night, like one of the first nights that I was back in New York. And he was like, I'm in, I'm in callbacks for Beautiful. You could be in that. You should ask your agents about that like tonight. And I did, and they said they probably couldn't get me in. And the next day, they sent me all the sides and said, you, you have an, one more day until your audition. Don't mess it up. <gasps> and I went, yeah. And I watched the show that night and loved it, fell in love. I was. I decided, even if I don't get in this show, this is my new favorite show. I love it. <laughs> I truly, I was in the back of the balcony, and it was just I mean, everybody, even the audience says this after the show and it's so dumb, but I'm saying the same thing. They're like, it really was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it really it really is. And um, I went in for the audition the next day and I felt good about it. And that was my first night bussing tables <gasps> in a restaurant. I'm like, oh my gosh, like last week I was a literal princess and now I'm the garbage <laughs> woman. What the heck, man? And <laughs> And and when I finished my um my restaurant shift, which I was not good at, by the way, I looked mm-hmm. at my phone for the first time it, for the whole night. My phone was totally blown up. My texts, my calls, my voicemail was full. My emails, my agents, and the casting office in New York was trying to get a hold of me, saying, "You have a final callback. Can you go back tomorrow?" Oh, like <laughs> like nine hours later, when I saw, like, I'm like, "Oh yes, yes, yes." 
<laughs> and I went back and after the weekend, uh, my I told my agents, I'm like, it felt good about it. And they said, great. We just got word they're going in between you and one other girl. Uh, we should know more right after the weekend. So all weekend I was like. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> And insane. literally the show was in my life for the next five years. Wow. I'll, I mean, all I have to say about that is that man was a spirit guide or something. Yeah. Oh, I feel like he was totally an angel. I, I honestly yeah. do. Like, and I've met other angels in New York and it's so cool. Like their entrance into my life and then how they leave. It's like, you literally just came to drop this message to me and now you're gone. Like literally <laughs> when I, after that homeless man told me, you need to move here, you need to do it now. I, the train was pulling into the into the station while he was saying, like, right after he said that, I got on the train. He did not get on. As the doors were shutting, I'm looking at him through the glass doors, and he's literally mouthing the words, good luck. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. And, yeah. oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm like, who are you? Full body chills. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's, like, that's I could have made that up. I'm like, I think that I am talented. I think I am cute. But I am, like, not that the bomb. And I am not that gorge. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me yes, was totally, are, but That was God's timing. That was something that had not, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that was just a higher power, I think, at work. Yeah. Something, something divine happened there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was Beautiful the first Broadway show you ever saw? No, because I was in New York a couple weeks prior and I was seeing everything, uh, Eli. I saw everything. So when I auditioned for Beautiful, you know, all those black girls, honey, they were all in the shows that I had just seen. Oh, and wow. I, I'm like, I just stage doored you and you and you and you. <laughs> and now I'm auditioning next to you. What am I doing here? Oh, my God. Truly. That's crazy. I hate that too. Like you always like when you are at an audition and like you have like the other people that are auditioning, you're always like, oh my God, you get psyched out and you like make up stories in their head about the other people. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. And P.S. Also one of the shows that I'd seen before then, I'm like, my timing might be off, but I don't think it was. Pippin. Shut up. That's And guess who signed my playbill? Uh Uh-uh. Baby. Eli Tokash. No. Years oh before I officially something. worked with you. Oh my God. And Carly Hughes, who I didn't know yes. who she was, who originated the track that I ended up doing on tour and Broadway. Yes. She was the leading player. Oh my God. I love her. Yeah. I love her and I love you. That's I'm crazy. like, yeah, you were the kid Such in the show. And you I know, can't. it's also so, I was thinking about this while you were, while you were um, uh, saying this is we probably wouldn't be talking right now if it weren't for that man. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I wasn't going to move to New York right then. Yeah. That's crazy. There's no way. I was like waiting for all my ducks to be in a row, to be ready for everything to be perfect, for my contract to be up with Disney, for my lease to be up with my apartment, for people to give me permission and tell me that it was a smart move to leave everything in California and go to New York. That was like, when is that ever going to happen? Never. Mm. It's never going to be the perfect time. And if he didn't tell me, you need to do this now, there's no way I would have done it right then. There's no way. <laughs> Listen, and the relationship that I've made. 
props to you for like listening to him and being like hey yeah this is the time great yeah let's do it like yeah for taking it as like a sign dang yeah i yeah i mean it was scary it's easier to talk about it in hindsight because it's like sure yes i did the right thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but like people were scared for me yeah they were like you're what yeah Uh, sure yeah craziness okay so then you're on tour right with beautiful on Broadway, just you know, just casually yeah. going from state to state, and yeah. sure enough, you are like crowned Miss California or whatever. Oh so, like, what, <laughs> what is that? Like, you're on tour, then you're crowned Miss California. Like, how do you do that while okay. you're on tour? So, here's the thing I really, first of all, I'm very like workaholic, love, love, love anything theater. I'm literally a theater kid who ended up in a show, so I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, everything is so cool. Okay. Well, finally, when I was like, okay, I can do this show in my sleep. All right. I don't have to be so anal about every little thing. I was like, I'm going to run in a pageant. Oh, my God. Let's do this. My first vacation was I took a week off and went to D.C. to run for Miss World America. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. Get our makeup done every day at 5 a.m. That part was not fun. And just be glamorous and, like, be a girl. I love, love, love that. I just love it. And, you know, it was Miss World America is a very renowned pageant in the world. Here in America, no one really cares because every year America sends a model to represent the United States. And so that year, it was the second year that they had held a pageant here in the States. And so because it was like new to us, um, it was like a different, it was a different setup. And they had um, girls come as delegates, national delegates to the national pageant. And um, so there were multiple girls from like the same state. And, and so how it worked was it, if you score the highest out of the girls from the, your state, then you will win your state title. And and that is how I ended up winning for Miss California. <laughs> and That's so I, I I had lost the Miss World America pageant, but I still had so much fun. And I came back to tour and then got a phone call saying, hey, you're, you scored the highest from the girls from California you are Miss California. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> what did that mean to you? Well, it's something like I have done pageants for so long and my mom hated when I did pageants because she was, she would, if, I, if ever I lost, she would take it way harder than I did because I loved it. I'm like in the Miss America system, even when you lose, you get scholarship money. Period. Mm. I'm like, wait, you mean if I get first runner up, I get all almost all the things that the winner gets except the responsibility? Oh, let's <laughs> do this. I get down I to the final I, Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I made so many friends. I made so much money for college. I had so much fun. And it would always like whenever I did a pageant, I would be in the best shape of my life, I would know what was going on in the world because you can't live under a rock or else you won't survive the interviews. And, mm-hmm. um, and so to like, I, I won Miss Fullerton way back when, and that was such a fun experience and I loved it. Um, but that was the only title I'd won. I'd run in so many pageants. just like, I'd auditioned for Disney a million times. So winning Miss California was like, this is 
So cool. It's so awesome, especially since it's the most beautiful crown I'd ever seen. <laughs> and oh. while I was, they knew I was on tour and they were okay with that. When I was going through California, I spoke at so many schools up and down the state, where whatever city we were in. And when I was in other states, I would meet up with my sister queens, Miss Colorado. I'm like, hey girl, I'm in town. Let's do a photo op. Or like oh in God. Maryland, like, hey, I'm here. Let's hang out. Like it was the perfect setup. Yeah. That's and all of this while on tour. Yeah. yeah, literally. You're just on vacation for a week and go, hey, I'm going to sign up for the world's pageant. <laughs> what? Girl, so now you're like a pageant baby and then you win, win Miss California and then you're a Broadway star. Like, what? What a life. And, and, and you were a Disney princess. Like, come on. Oh you're gosh. just thriving. I love you, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Oh my God, it's too good. So after touring the nation, you did a little show in Chicago called Trevor the Musical <gasps> with Eli Tokash. <laughs> and um, I mean, what an incredible musical, what an impactful musical. Yeah. Um, and... And you had you. What was it like embodying the true legend, Diana Ross? Um, intimidating, yeah. and I didn't realize how intimidating it was going to be. Diana Ross's fans are like truly fanatics, and mm. they like people who love her. Like like people love the Super Bowl. Like people love the Tony Awards. I'm one of those people. There are people who mm. love Diana Ross like that, and who have been to over 200 of her concerts and you know and so when those fans were in the audience I'm like girl <laughs> you better step it up honey <laughs> like, especially since they saw the show multiple times it was it was it was like I've never been in that kind of a position um portraying a role of an iconic person like that before. Mm -hmm. So it was absolutely a learning experience and, but also fun because I love gowns. I love a look, honey. Yeah. And that was kind of what the show was, you know? Um, yeah. And we ended up seeing her in concert while the show was going on. Oh, oh my and God. Sorry. Continue. This is yeah. the craziest story. So a, like a small group of us, three of us, went to Hammond, Indiana to see Diana Ross perform live. And I did everything I could to meet her. Literally, I like talked to my people. I was like, can my people talk to her people? Everything. I like, reached out to the <laughs> VIP. I tried to tweet her. I did everything. And when we got to the venue, I was like, hi, I'm Salisha Thomas. I wrote in. They were like, oh, we know who you are. We tried. We tried for her to meet you. And it's it's going to be a no. I was like, oh, man. That's okay. Honestly, I'm just glad that she's alive and thriving, that I can see her mm. in real life while I'm alive and and portraying her. And so, mm -hmm. so I'm sitting in the back of the theater, not with my friends, and um, because they had gotten their tickets way beforehand, and I just got the cheapest ticket I could. While I'm watching the show, I just got this very – uncontrollable urge and nudge to get up and get closer. And I am a rule follower. I'm like, this is my seat. I paid for the seat. I need to stay in the seat. And everything in me was like, pick up your things and go. I'm like, okay. 
And so eventually I picked up all my things and I was like, excuse me, excuse me, trying to get out to the aisle. No idea what I was going to do. And there was a crowd of people way at the front, but I was like in the back, back, back of the house. And I found my way going up to where the crowd was. And the craziest thing, the crowd started to split. I did not like move anybody. I did not force my way. It was like every step that I took, people just moved out of my way. Not on purpose. They didn't even know I was there. It was just like the actual sea parted just organically. And the next thing I knew, I was at the lip of the stage. I'm like, how did I get here? Oh my gosh. I'm literally in the front row, like standing (laughs) at the stage and nobody, I didn't force my way here. And then security came out and was like, everybody go back to your seats. Well, there was two seats right in the second row on the aisle. And I slid right in. I was like, it's okay. If somebody tells me to move, I'll go back to my seat. Nobody did. The next thing I know, I'm back in the aisle dancing at the lip of the stage. (laughs) And Diana Ross, the real Diana Ross, looks down at me from the stage and says, do you want to come up here and dance with me? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. There were no stairs to get to the stage. A bouncer comes out from stage right and literally lifts me up. I give him all my dead weight. He lifts me up onto the stage. I get get my bearings and I stand up and I just remember looking over to my left and here is this freaking goddess. I'm standing next to her on the stage and her eyes are literally as they're just so big. They're so big. They're so, they're the biggest (laughs) eyes I've ever seen. So much hair, so much material. And she's like, come on girl, dance. And I'm like, and I start, I start to dance, but I look out to the audience like, can you believe, oh my God, what's happening? And she starts laughing. She's like, dance girl, dance. And so I'm literally dancing with Diana Ross. And then she hugs me and she says, how are you going to get off the stage? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And then a bouncer catches me from the ground. And that was. Little did Diana she know Ross. that you were embodying her. In another show. I know. Like, that's crazy. I know. My dad was like, Did you give her a pamphlet? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not have time to tell her about my, my show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so it funny. It was awesome. Once again, that's, that's something divine happened there. Truly. Truly, like the nuts, Truly. honestly, the the um, uh, correlation between the homeless man and that time at Diana Ross is the nudge. If I would have ignored the nudge, it would have left me restless. Right. It would. Yeah. I know that I would not have had any peace. I would have had more anxiety ignoring it. Mm. Good on you for following that. Because honestly, that takes an insane amount of bravery. Seriously. Uh, you know... I'm just like, like, I'm trying to figure out, okay. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What are these, like, what are these feelings and what else, what other opportunities are out there that maybe doesn't make sense, but that I'm feeling a nudge to do? And so I'm like learning because... Mm -hmm. There are times when I'm like, is that the voice? And then it's totally off. And I'm mm. learning, like learning to distinguish between, okay, when I get this, like when my stomach turns like this, that means this. When I get goosebumps, that mm. means this. When I feel heat in my body, that means this. Like, it's such a weird thing because it's not like people don't really talk about that, you know? Right. Like, oh, that, yeah. That, like, it's so kind of woo woo and kind of weird, sure. but I'm like, there is something to that. Hey, it has served you right thus far. Yeah. Yeah. My God, teach me your voice so that mm. I know every single time. And there have been some kind of some things that I'm like, I don't know if this is the best move for me. Everyone is telling me don't do this, but my gut says I have to do this. And so mm -hmm. if my gut, if that feeling tells me to do it, I'm just like, yep. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's see where this leads Let's me. Let's see where this leads. It'll be an adventure. <laughs> Truly, it's seriously like everything happens for a reason, you know. Like, and if you don't like listen to that, you yeah. could miss out on like a whole opportunity. It's crazy. You could miss mm -hmm. out. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. like, there's people like I was talking to Sydney earlier, and we were like. Could you imagine if some homeless person came up to you and said, you need to move to New York? I would laugh. Like I was and, and like you took it and you were like running with it. Like it's incredible. Like I would I would have missed out on that opportunity. I think it's easy to like you're not wrong for that. It's like, right. the, you know, it's logically what I did was completely illogical. Mm -hmm. and, but I really do feel like, you know, and even if it's not God that you believe in, if it's something else or you call it something else, whatever, like I do believe that the universe, I, for me, it's the Holy Spirit, but like the, they're always trying to, it's trying to communicate with us in mm -hmm. whatever way it can get to you. That is, it, there are signs. I, I don't think they're just there for me. I think there are signs set out for everybody and it's, do you listen to it? or nah. I believe that 100%. Yeah. But like it's up to you to Yeah. We a lot of times it's easier to choose the safer path. But then you end up with a whole lot of man I should have or yeah. what would have happened if. But you at least have a what the position that you're in is it was like you feel safe, you know, and as humans we kind of want that security. It's it's scary to take risks. Because you don't ever know yeah. if you're going to fall on your face or not. 
True. Jeez. Yeah, it's like a very personal. However, thing. yeah, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's right. Wayne Gretzky, baby. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so during Trevor, okay, so Alicia, we have we have way too many good times during Trevor, um, but there is one time in particular that I will <laughs> never forget. Um, what? The day you found out that you would be making your Broadway debut. So, Alicia, I've never seen someone more happier than, like, you. Like, you legit, like, pulled me aside and were like, I have to tell somebody. And you, like, <laughs> were just, I mean, you, the glow. You were literally, as soon as you walked into the room, I was like, something's up, something's up. And you pulled me aside, and I was like, shut up. And seeing you so happy, I knew I had to, like, be there for your Broadway debut. And so I oh, came. you were. And- and I watched in the audience, but I want to hear from your perspective what it was like to just be opening and performing on the Sondheim Theater. Oh my gosh, like literally it's the best day of my life. Okay, so the day that I found out, Eli, we were in tech rehearsal and I got a text. I found yeah. out in a text. I, I oh, looked really? at my phone and said, yes, I yes. Um, I, My agent, it was... I didn't have his number. Don't ask me why I did not have his number. And he texts me. He's like, if you want it, it's yours earlier. And then when I looked over at my phone, it said, um, offer coming on Monday. Congrats. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I had to go on stage and do the end of act one. I'm like, yeah. ah. when I made my Broadway debut, it was it was overwhelming in all the best ways. I had so many flowers backstage I, oh I, I'm like in the I'm I'm in the ensemble. Okay, my little dressing station was full. That my my neighbor in the dressing station was like, "You can put some of your flowers on mine." Oh. There were I had yeah. I'm like I had I think 19 bouquets on <laughs> like my little yes or, yes. You had a whole garden. I had <laughs> an entire botanical garden. <laughs> um, my mom. <laughs> Yes. Um, on my first day, the girls had written, Chris Roberts in particular, had written on my mirror, welcome to Broadway, Celicia. Um, And oh that, I just felt so welcomed. Yeah. It felt like this is a day that I have waited for and have prayed about and hoped for for so long since I saw my first Broadway show, Wicked, 12, 13. 12 years ago and here it is and I felt the love and right before I went out on stage I was so close to breaking down in tears because I just was like we did it we did it like my parents are out there I'm like you guys did this too like and you were there Mark Woods was there Mark Bruni was there which is like you had had directed us as the flowers as the flowers like yeah, like just feeling the support and also like Mark being there. I was like, oh my gosh, our our director from Trevor, like that's so nice. But also he directed this show. So like also Salisha, like don't mess this up. Like, <laughs> do you know? Um, I just felt so much love and I wanted to break down in tears. And I was like, Salisha, you cannot cry right now because you're about to make your Broadway debut in five, six, seven, eight. Oh, oh. Like, um, and yes, it, I the hair person backstage, she 
made it a point. She pulled me aside. She was like, I tell all the new girls this. Make sure that you live in the moment tonight because wow. it's going to go by so fast. So really try to take in every moment so that you can remember this. And I'm so glad she said that because I, first of all, I did live in the moment and I like, even though I can't really articulate how I was feeling because it was just so overwhelming, I just think about it. I'm covered in chills thinking about it and I, I get so excited that I can't even really describe it. I just have always loved Broadway. It's like the, my favorite thing in the whole world. And now I'm in a show that is my favorite show. What? <laughs> uh, Talk is this about real surreal. life? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like another full circle moment, you know, like just like the fact that you did it on tour and now you're doing it on Broadway and like making your Broadway debut in it. Like that's, it's just crazy. Yeah. And it did not matter whether or not you were in the ensemble or you were the leading lady. But every time you were on that stage, you were getting no like a uh, applause or some kind of yell from somebody. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Every time you came out, someone was cheering. Oh my gosh. It was so cool. And you know what? Like I it made me feel like so when I left tour, I loved tour. I did not leave the beautiful tour because I didn't like it. I left because I was like, you know what? I really want to give New York a chance. Even though I don't mm -hmm. have anything lined up, I really want to give New York a chance. And the day that I decided that, I got a call asking if I would play Diana Ross in Trevor. And I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And so the timing just worked out. Even in terms of like Trevor to Broadway, we closed Trevor on a Sunday. I moved to New York on Monday. I had rehearsals yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, and made my Broadway debut on Thursday. Just oh, wow. The timing was just so perfect. <laughs> oh my you, god. You literally like haven't stopped. You've just been going and going and it's incredible. Q twenty twenty pandemic. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, oh yeah, something like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this unemployment feeling? Well, here we are. Right. Yeah. You were you were in rehearsals for Once Upon a One More Time, the Britney Spears musical, when yeah. the pandemic happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it was so cool. It was so much fun. And oh, Eli, I have details, but I'm like, I'm not sure if we should, if I should say them all on here, but I, I can. Um, on the, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you can edit this out if you want, but like on the day that um, I got the offer for Britney, I'd also gotten the offer for Trevor. Right. And you I, did tell me that. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. But honestly, I didn't know that they were going to cast me. It seemed like they were like about to recast everybody. So I was like, my heart will go on. <laughs> and I tried to move on emotionally so that like if they recast me, I would still be okay. And mm -hmm. so I was, I'd fallen in love through the audition process for the Britney Spears musical. And when it was offered, I was like, oh. Yes, right. even though I was I'm I was cast as a swing in in Britney mm. in Once Upon a One More Time. And our cast, we got so close in the eleven days. We had eleven days of rehearsal before Broadway wow. shut down. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? Half of my cast was sick during rehearsal. <gasps> oh. Oh my god. They could have COVID. Oh my God. 
could have when the two weeks after we all got laid off, people were chiming into our group chat saying like, hey, guys, uh, can't taste, can't smell. Oh, hey, guys, no. can't breathe. Like all of the things like oh one by gosh. one. One by one, people were saying that they had it or they had a, a positive uh, uh, test result. I was like, within the two weeks. So I was quarantining in New York City thinking, who's next? Mm. Just kind of waiting to waiting to die. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh I was by myself. And there was nobody who I was quarantining with. No one, no one to be like, you're, you're okay. You're okay. Every time I looked at my Facebook, it was like um, people who had it and the hospitals had turned them away. Because you guys know the New York City hospitals were full at yeah. maximum yeah. capacity. People were being turned away. So I was like, even if I had it, I'm going to die in my apartment by myself. No. I was so scared. I was so scared. I was oh. so scared. Oh uh, but I never got it. And I'm like, thank you, God, so much. Thank you, God, so oh my God. much because I was with everybody. Right. We were, we started every rehearsal with hugs, group hugs. We, mm-hmm. everybody hugged everybody. We were eating together in close proximity. We were hanging out. Like, I, it was truly a miracle that I did yeah. not get it. Wow. Wow. And speaking of quarantine, pretty much during quarantine, like me and Eli, you created your own podcast. <gasps> called Black Hair in the Big Leagues, and you have seven oh, episodes oh. out. Yes. What's that been like? Oh, my gosh, Sydney. I have, it's so much fun. I love it so much. Earlier this year, I, I I wrote a blog, and I was like, I'm writing a Broadway musical. I might start a podcast. Okay, I wrote, like, a whole stanza of a half of a song. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not starting no podcast. Bitch, I'm about to be sitting up on this couch, Netflix and chilling. And, <laughs> and fast forward, I woke – I was like – Something happened and I was like, I need a change of pace. I need a change of my energy. I need to refocus my energy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. I, I had a friend who had interviewed me on her podcast. And I was like, so, I was like, girl, I'm so proud of you. How did you do this? And she walked me through everything. I was like, mm. oh, so now I know how to do it. Now I just need an idea. Mm. And I, like literally that night I had a dream and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, it's called Black Hair in the Bay Lakes. That's it. And, oh, my God. And I wrote that down. And the next day, I was like, all right, I made a list of all my friends, black friends on Broadway. I'm like, we can talk about hair all day because that's what we were doing in the dressing room. Mm. We can talk about hair all night, all day. And here's here's another thing. When black people talk about hair, we are not just talking about hair. We are talking about how we're showing up in the world, in the industry, on and off the stage, there's a lot that we've not addressed in the Broadway community because it wasn't a part of the conversation before George right. Floyd yeah. died and was murdered. And oh, here we go. And so um, that it's talking about hair. It's like a, a way for it's a fun thing to listen to. But it's also like obviously if you're black and or have any kind of textured hair, it's like, oh my goodness, you can learn a lot from it. But also if you're not black, you're going to learn a lot about Broadway and, or mm-hmm. you're you're also going to hear black stories without anybody trying to shove it down your throat. Because mm-hmm. that's not what we're trying to do. I've listened to all seven episodes and <gasps> I am absolutely <laughs> obsessed. Like literally I can't stop listening because 
it's true like it's not like if you're black you don't it, you're like not the only one that should be listening to this like white people need to like educate themselves and you like the way you just like guide your podcast talking about broadway and talking about hair and then talking about like black excellence and the black experience like it's incredible like you just do it so oh, well and yeah. it's not forced Eli. like you said it's so good thank Ugh, you I love it. Yes, oh my gosh, course. that means so much to me. And it what? like literally, it does. It really does. Like when I started making it and sitting down with my friends, I just kind of figured like only like black girls like me would listen to it. And mm-hmm. I'm always so surprised when people who don't look like me write and tell me that they've been listening and what they think. I'm like, what? Wait, what? What? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I I wrote a blog a while ago about, like, how to grow your hair. And the white girls came out of the woodworks being like, oh, my gosh, I love step seven and step ten. So I tried yada yada. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just wasn't expecting. I don't know. But I'm so glad that it works. Yes. You know, for it doesn't have to just be people who look like me. And so. Um, I've had a lot of fun working on that. So much fun. And you know what I love about it the most? What? I'm able to gather people who um, who I've looked up to, whether it's a curl crush or people who I've just always wanted to meet. Because I've recorded about 50 episodes as of today. Oh, wow. oh my God. Yeah. I just like – my calendar keeps getting – filled up and I'm like all right well might as well knock it out maybe this will be my last week this will be the end of season one this will be the end of season one and then three Mm -hmm. more people will be like oh can I be on or so I'm like yeah 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 sure Uh, and 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 so when I'm talking to these people I have the opportunity to ask them everything that I've been wondering but has been kind of like you don't ask another person this Mm -hmm. or whatever now it's like I'm not just asking on my behalf I'm asking on behalf of other people who don't know what to do with their hair or even if it's in the industry like I just oh I'm releasing my episode with Crystal and Lloyd tomorrow and one of the things I asked her oh she's fabulous she um one of the things I asked her was like well what do you do about headshots because I'm trying Mm. to figure out like she always has Mm. her twists in that I've seen and now she's rocking an afro and she's rocked so many different looks and she's able to break down like how she works as a black woman not having to have 20 different headshots like I can ask the things that I don't know yeah or you know and just get the answers in a way where the person I'm asking is not offended Mm. at all (laughs) I mean that's why your podcast is so important exactly because it's like not talked about enough and that's like the fact that you're able to get that like advice is just incredible for yourself and for others yeah but like also um for Crystal and Lloyd is that as in like tomorrow as in like Thanksgiving 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 so it's out today when maybe you (laughs) may be listening to this we both have Um, have the same release day (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thursday buddies. <laughs> I, I was going to pick Tuesday, you guys, but then the election. No, was like- we're honored. <laughs> we're honored to have it's the same so release good. day as you. Every, if oh. you're coming, if you're listening to this episode first, immediately go over to her podcast. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a two part um, episode because oh, it's two parts. 
Yeah. And she's really just so lovely. I just texted her today. I was like, because I didn't know her before the, I didn't know her before we interviewed. Wow. So it's so cool to like meet people who I'm like, I've, al- I've always admired you. Yeah. And now thank you for coming on my show. Let's yeah. be friends. Like her voice is so welcoming and kind and even editing her episode. I'm just like, Dang, she's so likable. Mm. You know, she just really is. And yeah. Yeah. Do you have a do you have a dream guest that, that hasn't been on your podcast yet? Oh, absolutely. Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald. Oh, oh of course. I mean absolutely. You literally have had some of the coolest guests ever. Like the fact that you had like are interviewed Todrick Hall and like Crystal yeah. and Lloyd, like you're killing it. Like, so Thank literally you. anyone who's interested in, like, learning about just, like, black hair, Broadway, anything, like, go check that out because it's also got a lot of love for Broadway. There's a lot of love. Like, I um I haven't released um Todrick's episode yet or Alex Newell. His, yes. his oh episode is one of my favorite ones. And, I, and also, I, I ask the questions that I'm, like, I'm wondering – what are your pronouns like how do you want to how are you like because sometimes and I'm so glad he broke it down he's like you can call me she you can call me he you can call me they like Mm -hmm. these are the things that I've wanted to know in real life and being able to ask you like straight up how do you prefer and to hear it from the mouth you from your Mm -hmm. mouth and um his episode or her episode or their episode is truly one of my favorites just so fun and just so He's open about a lot of things, and it's oh, – Oh, my God. I'm excited. It's just fun. It's like I'm finally excited. something to be excited about while we're waiting for Broadway to come back. Totally. I love Alex Newell. Did blogging yeah. ever have like a – did blogging ever impact your like love? Like basically like when you were blogging, were you like, oh, I should do like an audio version of this? <laughs> of my blog? No, yeah, because, like, well, like, not, like, of your blog, but, like, just, like, your storytelling and everything. Did, did that have, like, any inspiration for starting the podcast? No, I didn't even think about it. I was like, uh, I like to write. The podcast was truly, like, well, there's nothing else to do. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and now you're busy nothing- every day, right? And now I'm so busy and I love it because it feels like such a, like, it feels like I'm a part of the community. Like, since we've all been separate for so long because of this pandemic, it feels like I'm having a coffee date with Mm. another, just like we're doing right now with the three of us. It feels like ah, connecting with other people in the business. And obviously it's more than just business. Like, I love you so much, Eli, and all the things. And and Sydney, you're so lovely. And it just feels like... It feels like the community isn't so far away when we yeah. have these conversations. And that is really what motivated me. Like I interviewed a friend or a cousin and then I did the whole next week of interviews. I'm like, this actually feels really good. Even if I don't share the episodes, it's healing for me. Yeah. So that wow. is really like my biggest motivator. Yeah. <laughs> And she's with Broadway Podcast Network, so like, oh, yeah. shout Family. out to them. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you, Eli, for being like I can reach out to my network. <laughs> I literally was like, "What's a network?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yes. Oh my god! 
anything for you. I love you. This is a joy. I'm so happy you have a podcast because I'm literally your voice, like just listening to you, like I could do it all day. I I just oh, could. Truly. I love you. And you know, I think one day I'll like uh, open it up to where it's, or maybe have different facets. So it's not just black hair in the big leagues because there are so many people who I do want to talk to or bring on. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's a very specific title. So I feel like I have to have a certain type of person on right now, but I would totally. like to open that up and but I'm not sure how to do that yet and what it is. And it has to still be something that is um, specific enough for like, just for it to matter. And so I'm still trying to work that out. I'm like season two, what's that going to look like? You need to like, I mean, not going to like tell you what to do, but like just a suggestion, oh. like yes. just like, I want to hear like more your stories. Like yeah. there's stuff that I want to, I'm like, oh my God, wait, I'm kind of curious about that, about her experience. Really? Yeah. You, oh cause you, I mean, like, look at this, like your life is like incredible. And like, I don't know. I was just like, I want to hear more from Salisha. I kind of feel like when I talk about myself, it's like, who cares? Salisha, shut up. Like that's truly how I feel. And the, the, one of the reasons why I love having my own podcast is like, it gives me an opportunity to ask a question and get out of the way. Like Salisha, do Mm. not make this about you. Like, listen, like I'm really practicing like my active listening and not like it's about somebody else. And I and I like I, I do have a lot of stories, but it's nice when I'm preparing for an episode to just be daydreaming about the person I'm about to interview and to not be thinking about my own problems or my own stories, but to be thinking about somebody else and what's gonna make them like blossom in my interview with them. Like that is so gratifying mm-hmm. to me. You know what? I think that is that is the main thing I've learned from having this podcast is I'm really? getting so much better at, at like active listening because I always used to I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I always used to like if someone was talking to me, my mind would literally be on the five different conversations around me of people I don't know. And I just I it was so hard for me to like focus and pay attention, be present, focus. listen, you know, act active actively listening and something that this podcast has taught me so much is is honestly that's so it's kind of peaceful it it's it's kind of I don't know it's it's gratifying being able to just sit here and listen and to listen because you can't zone out you can't be thinking about your groceries because if something is said (laughs) you want to be able to ask a follow-up question that you didn't easily write down exactly you know like the most important thing in in an interview is like being present you don't even have to have all the perfect questions you just have to be present that's what i'm learning it's like oh yeah same thing for broadway Mm. you don't have to worry about the next scene or if you know the lines for the next whatever you have to be present in the moment or else it won't matter to anybody. Right. Yeah. It won't work. It, so I'm like, honey, we're growing. We're growing oh and learning God. in this pandemic, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> I love so you. to wrap all of this up, we have one final question for you. And that is, if you had a chance to speak with your younger self before all of this happened, before you moved to New York, before you started working professionally, before, you know, before you were a princess, what would you say? 
If I had a chance to speak to my younger self, I would say whenever, and this was advice that was actually given to me, and it's what I use now. Mm. Whenever faced with a fork in the road, you're going to end up wherever you're meant to end up. So choose the path that sparks the most joy. Mm. Wow. Wherever Beautiful. you're and destined you. to be or or do, like it's gonna happen. It's going to, it's going to happen. You might as well choose the the direction that is gonna make you the happiest in that moment. Yeah. That's what I think. Wonderful Absolutely. advice. Oh, you're such a joy. We, we love you so much. What the heck? Oh, I love <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You have the most beautiful soul. It's been mm-hmm. such a pleasure talking to you. I've had so much fun talking with you guys too. You guys are awesome. You guys are <laughs> awesome. You're awesome. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. Thank you for giving us so much to talk about because your life is incredible. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. This is oh so cool. God. Thanks for asking me. You texted me like two days ago, Eli. I was like, <laughs> yes. I've been telling everybody this week. I was like, nope, busy, busy. It's Thanksgiving week, y'all. Like, nope. I know. Nope. nope. I've never said no so many times. And you text me. I was like, all I said was yes in all caps. I know. You're the best. I I felt so bad. I was like, we're never going to get a guest because we had a guest like last. We like reached out to one and then like they never got back to us on like when they could do it. And we were like, (laughs) we got to find a guest. Uh, And then like, thank God you saved our lives and we have a guest for this week. And we're so thankful for you and like having you on. It's been, I mean, I mean, it's been a long time overdue because I wanted to have you on for a long time. Yeah. This is so cool. And I would have done it yesterday, but it was my dad's birthday. So I was like, oh, yes. happy belated happy to your birthday. dad. I know. I love him. He's so sweet. Oh. Those balloons you got him were so cute. And just him the on ca- the balloon and him on camera. It's too good. Oh, my God. I showed him. He was like, I look like an old man. <laughs> I love your family. They're so funny. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you both so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a bow, Salisha <laughs> Thomas. Oh, Take a she's, bow. Oh my gosh. She's the best. I mean, that was a lot we covered. And I, I mean, all of it was just, I don't know about you all, but I definitely enjoyed that episode. Her essence is just so contagious. Uh, yeah. She's one of the most positive always smiling and always grateful like just it's and it's just the way she is and the way she carries herself it's so contagious and I was super excited to have her on especially during our Thanksgiving episode because yeah yeah, I mean yeah you saw how thankful she was and all of that so I was just like yeah I knew I it was it was a good guest her Um, essence truly is contagious like all it takes is a a minute of talking to her or listening to her and you just can't help but but feel like I don't know positive you can't help but smile yeah and and you like as soon as you like talk to her you're like oh my god we're best friends like literally from the (laughs) second she says hi she's just like it's just so hi we're best friends now yeah she's she's the best and we're very thankful that we had her on and she talked about like so many great things and her podcast is just awesome so please oh yeah if go check it out right now yeah seriously you don't even have to finish our episode if you don't want to go check out no you can leave right now and go check out our podcast it's called black hair in the big leagues and yes it is part of the broadway podcast network so she's definitely podcast family and so yeah we were just super excited to hear her journey because it's a pretty it's a pretty special one and a very unique one special yeah and it's crazy how many full circle moments she had in her in her journey just to and it's crazy how many moments where she was like put like she said like there was a fork in the road Mm -hmm. and she had to go between you know her head and what other people were telling her what she thought was logical or illogical and then on the other side what her heart was telling her to do and what her gut was telling her to do and how every time she followed her gut truly magical things blossomed from that yeah it was almost as if she was rewarded for like doing that and like kind of listening about it yeah it was yeah I'm just fascinated by her and I was so excited to just ask her a bunch of questions that I was genuinely curious about and I hope you all listening uh enjoyed it and thought the same yeah so um Sydney has a word for us today uh for today's uh what is it like today's like episode lingo, of en- lingo? Episode. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah it's just entertainment business lingo that you may or may not know yes so being that it is thanksgiving uh and thanksgiving you know one of the th- one of the things it's known for is food um, and because Eli and I are hungry, um, <laughs> I thought that that today's lingo should be something called crafty. Now, if you don't know what crafty is, crafty is basically um, 
it's the play. It's not. It's normally used in TV and film um, situations. It's normally used like on set. Um, but crafty is literally the place where people go to get snacks. It's it's normally in my experience. It's always been like this table full of food, like full of snacks of all sorts. And it honestly is my happy place on set. Yeah, so, I mean, you may have heard it as crafty, you may have heard of it as craft services, and just because, I mean, you're on set for a long time, in like 10-hour days, even more, Um, so they always will provide a full course meal, and it's always the best food, it's so good, and they'll just have like snacks throughout the day, even when like the dinner is not like ready like the main course i guess you could say um so yeah so that's today's lingo and you may have heard it but we definitely wanted to do that one as it is thanksgiving and we're just thinking about having turkey Uh (laughs) (laughs) well and for the vegetarians out there like stuffing and mashed potatoes those are all great things oh my gosh i I can't i'm hungry now (laughs) me too Um, It's it's funny. Eli and I, when we were prepping for this podcast, we always like the day of we always like to touch base and go through our questions, make sure they're in the order that we want them. Um, And we just, you know, get all our ducks in a row. Um, And we're also getting ready at the same time. And um, Eli was singing Blank Space by Taylor (laughs) Swift. As one does. And... That song, I think it came out in 2014, and it was such a throwback. It was just such an insane throwback, because I remember listening to that all the time doing Fun Home. And every time I hear, like, Shake It Off or Blank Space or even a Christmas story like music, even Hamilton, literally, I'll just go back to, like, Fun Home and how magical that experience was. And it reminded me of so you know how whenever you hear a sound or you smell something or even if you taste something it just takes you back to a time well every every year when the tony awards uh puts out its nominations all of the nominees go to a luncheon that the tony awards basically i guess like makes happen they it's it's the tony awards luncheon and there you get to receive all of your you get to receive like a, a plaque that said that says you're nominated for a tony well this specific place has had such a specific smell it was kind of like a woody smell but it was just so specific and i just i i remember it i didn't say anything about it but i remember the smell Well, years later, like three years later, I'm walking down the street with my mom, who was there the day the luncheon happened. So she was, you know, she smelled the smell. And we were walking down the street. And all of a sudden, I smelled that smell. And I went, it smells like the Tony Awards. (sighs) And she looks at me and she goes, oh, my gosh, you're right. And we both realized that we associated the Tony Awards with that one smell. So literally, and we've we've smelt it um, a couple times since then. And every time we smell it, we'll be like, "Smells like the Tony Awards." Uh-uh. And and so uh, I just I just thought that was interesting. 
I, I, the Tony Awards has a smell. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else has been to the Tony Awards or a Tony Awards luncheon. I'm curious to know if you know what smell I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I we thought it was fun because, like, we realized, you know, there's always something that we associate a past event with. And yeah. just, like, just when you said, you know, listening to Hamilton, like, I'll never forget just, like, every day at Finding Neverland, that was basically, like, our pre-show ritual was, like, rapping Hamilton. And it would just, like, mm. get us so, like, pumped up and ready to go for the show. And it, it it was just, like, so much fun. And, like, it's interesting that, like, when we hear that word, that's where our brain goes to. Um, so true. Yeah, so it, it's fun. It's and- also interesting. It's also interesting because A Christmas Story specifically – my dad sometimes normal I think normally it was my mom, but whenever my dad would come and pick me up for lunch on a two show day, he would come and I was obsessed with like either for lunch I would have sushi, pret, or just salad. And weirdly enough, I don't know why, but on the days that we had on the days that we got just salad, which is such a wonderful salad place, now I'm craving it. Um we would always go to, go to like sit in our car and listen to a Christmas story. So now every single time I eat just salad, I think of a Christmas story and want to play a Christmas story. And every single time I listen to a Christmas story, I want just salad. Wow. I know. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I before we like wrap it up, I just want to say, you know, Thanksgiving. Sid, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for for all of you listening to this and just like thankful for just the podcast in general. And I'm just so excited that, I don't know, it's the holiday spirit and I've been in a good mood lately. College apps are done and it's just been good. And before we go, uh, can you give an update on your health, your COVID situation? Yes. Um, I'm out of quarantine. I'm COVID negative. Yay, 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 yay. yay. Um, thank goodness because, I mean, I still haven't gone out anywhere. And I don't know. It's just been like, it's just been such an odd time. And yeah. I'm just, um, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm done and I, nothing too serious happened. Uh, my family, uh, my grandparents and them, they're all getting better as well. So I'm very nice. thankful and very thankful for my family's health because it could have been a lot worse because this is so scary um yeah so i just wanted to say like another thing i'm thankful for is (laughs) (laughs) coca-cola i I, I don't know not sponsored (laughs) not a sponsored ad read um i don't know i'm just like rambling right now i just can't wait for turkey and coke and well not cocaine (laughs) though oh my god (laughs) coca-cola and um yeah just all the good eats tomorrow yeah same and yeah um i'm thankful for being healthy i'm thankful for my family i'm thankful for my stuffed horse over here i'm thankful for the (laughs) podcast i'm thankful for today and uh, salisha who is such a wonderful guest yeah, I'm just I don't I'm I'm thankful, man. There's lots to be thankful for. Lots so. to be thankful for, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening to another episode. Oh, we're thankful for you. Oh my gosh. Don't we're worry, thankful- I already covered it. Oh my gosh, but I but I should have because we're so thankful for for our listeners. Definitely. So yeah, thank you for listening to episode 27 of Take About. <sighs> 
I know this is crazy. We love this and we hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. And don't forget to check out Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Sick beat, am I right? For our curtain call, we wanted to give a few special thank yous to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon for our amazing music, Giselle Bustos for designing our logo, and Tessie Tokash and Sydney Lucas for editing our episodes. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are currently listening to us from. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and Katie Rosen at the Broadway Podcast Network, as well as our top patrons, Henry Friedman, Brian Thompson, PCC, and Patrick McNamara. Speaking of, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Take a Bow, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com TAB and become a patron today. Through our Patreon, you will form a relationship with us and get an inside look on what goes into this podcast. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash take a bow and follow us on Instagram at take a bow podcast where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions or questions and keep up with all things take a bow. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.